What the? Mike, did you pick this? What? Hey, welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. I'm Dr. Michael Terrian. And I'm Scott Lieb. We're two friends who are following Jesus into the joys and challenges of everyday life. So what did you do this weekend? Well, we went to our in-laws' lake house. Well, they live on a lake. lake in lake in Ohio. In Ohio. And just hung out with Lynn's mom and dad and her brother. Brothers came over, their kids, for a little bit. but And then there was uh, Joe and Seth and with us, and then Brielle and Tyree. Oh, and I should mention that uh, there was the big... Official announcement. It's official. No. Yeah. Wow. Brielle and Tyree are officially engaged. Oh my gosh. They didn't know they'd be announced on a podcast. (laughs) But that was fun. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. Yeah, two. Wow, the Tarians get they get married off young. I guess so. How old is Brielle? She's twenty four. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, it's not that's when I got that's when I got married. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, she just seems younger. I guess maybe because I'm know, so much older. And she hasn't really grown up in your eyes because you knew her when she was a baby. That's, yeah, that's, wow. Still, that's crazy. Yeah, how about you? How um, did you guys do? <clears throat> so we went to uh, Becky's, Becky's family um, does this thing every year where they celebrate birthdays. Everybody that has kind of a fall-ish birthday, um, they, have, they pick one day in the in the fall early fall to to celebrate it so we spent some time with her extended family and then um sunday and monday we went to uh nicktown this glamorous beautiful little hamlet in the uh, <laughs> few hours east of pittsburgh and um they have a they have a festival every year on around labor day and uh it's like a big reunion for my family so <clears throat> spent some time doing that, did the whole festival thing with my kids, and then I ended up in um, the beer tent, which always happens, and uh, so it's like I'll hang out, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll hang out with the kids yeah, for I a little imagine. bit. I can't imagine. You and a beer I know, tent. I know. Well, it's, it's going to be a great segue into the topic of conversation, but um, yeah, like I hang out in there, I hang out with my kids for a little bit and do games with them, and then uh, Becky kind of releases me to what she calls Pleasure Island. It's like, you know, from Pinocchio where where the people go and they turn into jackasses and <laughs> which is not not that far from the truth. So, yeah, so all the all the adults, you know, all the people that you grew up with are in the beer tent and you literally just uh, drink beer and kind of reconnect with people and some people uh, sometimes it turns into you know like just uh hilariousness and um uh, you know nobody's ever like over the top i don't think but uh i probably teetered on that line this time you know of like because the next uh the next day at a family party then somebody uh i I asked somebody i'm like were you were you in the beer tent and they were like we had a conversation i'm like what like i don't i don't remember that and i wasn't like I I wouldn't consider myself like extremely uh, inebriated or drunk or anything like that, but for whatever reason, um, so <laughs> must have made a lasting impression <laughs> on you. <laughs> yeah, they, I feel so bad. Maybe yeah, guys, too were, many conversations. They, yeah, maybe, maybe. But anyway, um, so I don't know. Should we just transition into the well, yeah, topic of conversation? Yeah, yeah it's your turn, man. You're yeah, yeah, this week. So um, the, this whole experience over over the pa- over the weekend, and a lot of the conversations I had in my own experience, my own self, um, make me realize that in this journey of my life over the last like from from I'd say uh, mid twenties, you know, to like to now, and I'm at the end of my forties. So holy mackerel, like a like a decades long journey of what I would call uh, mo- multiple things, but I, I'm just going to sort of loosely call it a journey of healing, okay? And that it's kind of a bit of a buzzword, you know, maybe um, for, for some people it's like 
you know, in the Catholic world, there's like the spiritual healing that people have to go through. And, and in the, maybe the secular world, it's like a mindset kind of healing, like getting your mindset right. But, you know, and I would say maybe it's a combination of those two things, you know, like it's sort of a head and heart kind of thing. But, um, you know, what, I, what it made me think of in these conversations and my own self-reflection the day after being in the beer tent is I, like, there's, there's, still, there's still a lot of healing that has to happen in me. And this idea of the beer tent being Pleasure Island um, always, always makes me think that deep down, to some degree, for many, many complex reasons, I, I'm like a pleasure-seeking idiot, you know? Like, it's, I'm a pleasure addict. And, um, and well, maybe it, you should yeah, elaborate yeah. on that just so that <laughs> the audience doesn't get the wrong impression. Yeah, right, right. Um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, some of it is like f- eating and drinking and, um, <gasps> yeah, yeah, believe eating? it. Yeah, eating also. I do like if there's some. Okay, well, ta- so ta- no, I like in in all seriousness <laughs> because people could paint a picture of this in sure. their minds, which is not at all what you're talking about. Yeah. So like, like, explain your experience of a bag of potato chips. Oh gosh, a bag of potato chips to me might be analogous to like, like a bag of crack, you know, to somebody else. <laughs> It's, uh, thank God, that's not my uh, pleasure-seeking avenue, but I just, I I have a hard time uh, putting limits on things. So, yeah, like a bag of potato chips, I could easily finish a bag of potato chips in a sitting. And I would feel, in the moment, of course, like I'm on my tongue and all my senses are telling me this is so so delicious but then afterwards i feel like crap like i feel i feel so gross i feel like like i've just assaulted myself in some way and both like my in my mind like oh my gosh you're so like like you're so pathetic and and then but also my body's like ugh, like i just don't i don't feel i don't feel great and it was the same thing in the in uh in the tent, the beer tent, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have called myself like, you know, drunk, uh, like stupor, but in the morning, I, yeah, I had like a headache, and uh, and I was like, nah, you know, like I just, I'm talking with people, I'm having a great time, I'm, you know, engaged, and uh, you know, like, and I like beer, I like the taste of beer, I, uh, I enjoy it. And, but there are times where I'm like, Meh, I could have, like, I could have just been like, no, oh, that's enough. But, you know, sometimes I'll have that extra one or six. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so anyway, it, and then, you know, like, well, we, we, l- let me throw one yeah, other thing in sure. here too, because just so people have the full context. So you, you also are type one diabetic. Correct. So, you know, um, when I'm with you in, in these moments, you know, the beeping goes off on your little <laughs> device <laughs> because, you know, you have to keep. Um, so there, there's a bigger issue also with Correct. you in terms of having to manage your your, your, your physical well-being in, in a pretty serious way. Yeah. Like you could. Yeah. You know, if something went wrong, you could die, actually. Sure. So it's not trivial what you're saying. Like some right. people say, what? I eat a whole bag of potato chips all the time. And it's like, you know, so what? Um, but you're touching on something, it sounds like, where it's like in this little thing, like a bag of potato chips or another beer or two or three, you just can't say no to it. That's correct. And, 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 and it's not a big deal, but then it shouldn't be a big deal to say no to it, but it is a big deal to say no to it. Correct. So like, talk more about that. Like, why is that a big deal? Why is that bothering you? Um, I think because... Uh, it, again, in my own personal journey, um, I understand, I, I, like I'm having this greater understanding of, well, really, uh, like what Jesus models, I guess, is what I would say. And that's what I want to model as a man. That's what I want to model as a father, as, as a husband, um, as a friend, in every aspect of my life. 
And so I, I really, we have a phrase that we use a lot in, in work here that Jesus is always in the elevated center, right? And I think what, what we mean by that is that he's never, he's never at an extreme. Like he's never, he's never over indulging or he's never overreacting or he's never or underreacting or underreacting yeah he's he's always he's always in this perfect balance like of of everything and obviously I'm I know that I'm uh, this side of heaven uh I'm not going to get there but I think what that is what it's what it's saying to me inside is like I I want to model that more like I you know I want I want to be a person who can uh, not be a slave or not be, um, yeah, not be bound by my by my passion and and desire and like, you know, and I mean this the like that's just those are trivial kind of things, right? Um, for a while in my life, yeah, like I battled uh, pornography and things like that, and it was it, that was like a whole other sort of. Uh, attack and assault on my spiritual, you know, like my self-image, my, um, I mean, I would go through waves of just like super deep shame and, um, which, which just kind of, you know, it was like the enemy saying like, you're, yeah, you're a shitty person. And so like, um, so just give up the battle. Like why try? And, um, so anyway, it's uh and I, I all of that I think at the heart of it is like I need I need healing, you know, like there because all of these things have an underlying reason. There's a reason why I'm like that. There's a reason why I can't say no. There's a reason why um I'm a I'm a slave to these kinds of things. And what I'm what I'm like realizing especially more lately because I've been to a couple of conferences that are getting into healing and things like that and it's like how do I how do I go about that process of understanding myself better and understanding my past and uh, all these maybe little things that are influencing why I indulge why I why I say yes with and not being able to say no and then um yeah, kind of letting letting the Lord's light into those areas to to kind of help help me out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for sharing all that, boy. You know, like I think a lot of people can relate to what you're saying, honestly. Um, and you know, I would say me too. I, you know, I look back at my past and and uh, you know, I I I definitely in my younger years uh, was involved with some pretty serious, you know, grave sin. And one thing I would I would add Is this your serial killer days? Well shh. <laughs> yeah. No one's supposed to know about Oh, them, okay. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll edit yeah. that part out. Yes. I used to take these boxes of cereal that my mom would buy and I would take them out and I would burn them. And no one knew where the cereal boxes went. Gasp. Yeah. Anyway. Scandalous. So um but I uh yeah, I here here's my observation. You know, when I had a big conversion, it, it it wasn't actually that hard to get over the big sins when I had that conversion. Okay. But coming through the last 20 years or so, since well, actually it's been like probably 28, 7 or 28 years now since that conversion, what I've noticed is that the smaller the sin, the harder they've become to conquer. So I I would think that being able to be disciplined and say in this example that we're talking about, temperate with small things, like for me, you know, I can do the same thing with a bag of potato chips or I don't do that with alcohol so much because alcohol, I like to drink a little bit, but it makes you know, I have sugar issues too, and I feel so terrible that it's just not that enticing. But with food, for example, or, you know, getting distracted with, uh, like, social media stuff. Like, I can get really pulled into the black hole of YouTube, and, you know, and I can just waste time and can't seem to just say no to that. The thing is, is 
in the in the in the in the spectrum of grave sins, these are small things, and yet they seem to require far greater effort on my part for some reason mm. than earlier sins that were much more grave. And I think part of that, I mean, I think part of that has maybe to do with the fact that as we grow in this journey of healing and integration and restoration and becoming a whole, healthy, and holy person, the Lord wants us to lean less and less on ourselves and more and more on Him with some degree of intentionality. So I think in earlier moments of, of, of conversion, He can flood us with a lot of grace. And it's actually easier to conquer big sins because He wants us to get out of those. But as we grow and we're dealing with more and more trivial things, he actually wants us to lean more and more on him and less and less on ourselves. Mm. And we see, we see, I think, with greater relief and greater clarity as we get older, we see how weak we are, like how weak our nature is. And so we can find these little things, titanic struggles. Like for me, a big area for me that I am always working on is my temper. Like, you know, I, I, I would call myself kind of like a rage monster when I was younger. And, I mean, I had a terribly foul mouth, and if I was bigger, I would have been a brawler. I always say this. Like, I would have solved everything by just pulverizing people. But because I was so small, I was smart enough to know that that was a dumb idea. Um, but but it, it didn't take away my desire, like on the athletic field or whatever. Like, I, you know, I found my ways of, of you know, getting back at people who picked on me for how small I was. But still, throughout the course of my life, dealing with losing my cool over really dumb things. And and I've noticed it's like it, it was much easier to get my anger under control to a certain level when I was younger, like to stop cussing all the time. I still do on occasion. My kids will tell you that. But... Hmm. but um, but the reality is is that the things over which I get angry are really stupid and small now. And it's still hard to get over that because I have to lean into God's grace very consciously and very intentionally in every moment. You know, I even in an anticipatory way. Like, for example, I don't know if you do this, but like when you know you're going to go to a party... And you know you're going to be in an environment where it's going to be just real easy for you to just drink, through you know, two, three, four extra beers, or just pounding through bowl after bowl of potato chips, when you know that's not good for you. Right. Do Do you stop and say, "Okay, Lord, I know I'm going into a situation like this, and I I just know I need your grace to be able to do the sensible and reasonable thing and have reasonable fun here." Do you? Do, I mean, like. Is that a I, rhetorical question? Well, it, it, it's it's kind of an actual question, but I know for myself, it's like I need to do that. Yeah, and a lot of times I don't. So I I get on the other side of an experience like that, and I'm like, dang, I I had an intention to to do it the right way, but I I didn't go into that situation with sufficient um, amount of reliance on God's grace, even for this little thing. Yeah, and I came out the other side of failure. A small failure, but a failure nonetheless, because I ended up doing the very thing that I didn't want to do. And Paul talks about this in Romans, you know, that we, we have this kind of battle inside of ourselves, right. these two right. laws, right? This one law that knows what to do, and this other law that can't seem to ever um, get enough self-control around yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm sure Paul was not talking about some struggle with fornication or some struggle with murdering people. Like, he right. was probably talking about very, very venial sins for which he felt it took a titanic effort to overcome. Um, yeah. That's why he would call himself the greatest of sinners, for example. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't possibly have been a grave sinner at that point in his life, like in a mortal sin sure. sort of way. Sure. But at any rate, so I'm just, I'm just like reflecting on this, but like, yeah, I mean, I'll throw the question back at you. Like, what do you, do you, do you, do you try to get in front of those moments and try to, and, and try to prepare yourself spiritually dispositionally to be able to handle and walk into that situation and come out the other side exactly where you want to be through that experience. Not that you should avoid going into the beer sure. garden right, right, right. or eating chips yeah. at a party. I mean, it's, it sounds so stupid, but... 
it yeah i mean it it does sometimes whenever you say it like when it's spoken you're like that seems so insignificant but <clears throat> again i think it's because being somebody who is intentionally on this journey wanting to be more like jesus um yeah i have a desire in my heart to like what does that mean what's that look like so so you want to live in the elevated center. I do. I, yeah, I want to be in that center because whenever I've, whenever I've found myself there, um, it's because of, it's, it's honestly because of God's grace. Like it's because I have um, intentionally brought him into a situation or, you know, like called upon him to, to give me that, give me that strength, give me that grace. Um, and it's a constant battle of the will. And uh, so do I go into situations like, you know, saying, Lord, give me like, just give me the strength to, to you know, not not go crazy, not not to, to treat myself well, to treat my body well, to, you know, and sometimes yes, sometimes no. So for the for this particular weekend, I did go in like, you know, with this renewed kind of like. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give up the chip. I'm not gonna have any chips, right? And uh, but then, <laughs> but then like it was a family party where it, 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 my brother's got a pizza oven, so there's like 30, 40 pizzas that are being made, you know. And it's like, okay, I'm only gonna have two slices of pizza, you know. It's like it's this constant barrage, and it's crazy. It's and and I think it's because I'm becoming so much more self-aware of where like where I'm weak and where I need that kind of grace and that healing that the reality of that battle becomes so so real you know and um so in the end I had four pieces of pizza and I ate you know like probably had the equivalent of a bag of chips and and uh yeah I'm just it's just so funny you know uh the the good thing about all of that is that my relationship with the Lord is such at this point where I don't, those kinds of small things, I don't go into this, like, hyper um, scrutiny. I don't, you know, what do you call it? Scrupulosity. Like, I don't go into this, like, shame mode anymore because, um, because I, I, know that, I know that the Lord is like, all right, let's try it again. Let's try it again, you know, like. Um, so I, I understand that the forgiveness and the mercy kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, but it's still this, um, and, and I am, I am really starting to understand why, why I act like that. Like where that thing, where that well, what is it? temptation and that desire. Why do you comes. act like that? So I, you know, I, th through a lot of prayer and reflection, um, it's because, uh, I, you know, and this is no fault. I'm not assigning any blame to, to anybody, but it's just the reality. When, you know, I think when we were younger, um, we, uh, my, you know, my dad was just kind of like starting off, and, and um, so we didn't have a ton of, of resources. We didn't, you know, my, my mom made dinner. We had food on the table every night, but it wasn't like... Um, extravagant or anything like that and I think uh whenever I first had an like an experience of like well you, you can indulge if you want to you know like I, I'm not exactly sure where that was like a friend's house or something I went crazy you know it was the same thing with MTV like we never had never had cable growing up right and so whenever I went to my friend's house for the first time and and they had cable and I had always heard of MTV, but I had never got to watch it. I think I sat myself down in, for like an hour. And my friend's like, Can't, let's go do something, you know, because he watches it all the time. And I'm like, oh, I'm so fascinated by this, you know. And I think it's the same with, with whenever I, uh, you know, I, I stumbled upon pornography. I, I didn't, like, seek it out, but I, I found it under, like, my uncle's bed for the first time. And I think my mind was just like, Oh my gosh, this is, you know, this is amazing. And so it was like I had this it I maybe it's how I'm wired to some degree, like just an incredible desire to like 
find like things that whether it's visual or whether it's sense like my senses and taste but, and blah, I mean, blah, I, th- blah. Like, I mean, honestly, I think most people, especially children, are are very inclined towards intemperance and just indulging themselves. I mean, for me, it was like sugar. I was a complete sugar holic. And, uh, you know, that, that wreaked havoc on my health, even as a young person. Um, and it's just hard to say no when something's pleasurable because, you know, let's face it, your body produces hormones that reward you for indulging in, but there's always a price to pay afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And well, that's my, my, uh, mine must be like an overload. Well, maybe, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Like I wouldn't, like I think a lot of people, people don't always talk about it because people feel a lot of shame around when, when we when we lack self-control around bodily desires. We don't generally like to talk about it um, because we feel ashamed of ourselves because we're not in control of ourselves and mm-hmm. we, you know, we overdo it. But, um, but it's, it's common and I think that, you know, our, we're on one level, you know, God's designed us in such a way that, that he's built in these in, there's built-in reward centers in our brain. And those are good because they, they, they compel us to do the things that we need to do mm-hmm. in order to survive and live. I mean, God attaches pleasure to very important goods that we need, um, like food and water and sex and things like this, mm-hmm. you know, in order to survive as an individual, as a, as a species. But the problem is, is that we can turn those things into, you know, idols or we can, we can just uh, become too in- attached to them and, and just indulge. And I think, too, it, it, it's an easy way to manage stress, you know. I, I mean, a great counter to any stress or anxiety that you're feeling is just to get a hit of pleasure of whatever sort, you know, you fancy, you know, whatever that happens to be. Could yeah. be food, could be sex, could be drink, could be technology. adrenaline sports. It technology. Could, yeah, it could be technology. Yeah. It could, yeah, it could be social media. I mean, I'm finding that, I mean, like, I can see it, like, like, you know, my, the, the you know, the little dopamine hits of, you know, wanting to jump into something and just flip through my feed of some kind. I don't like to post to social media. I hate it, but but I love to just flip through. You know, it's a great way to just waste time. Oh, yeah. Then, like, I should be reading a book like right There's now. There's so many cool it's like, national oh, parks. so much work. China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reading a book is uh, so much work compared to just <laughs> scrolling on a page. And that's where I, you know, like, I'll feel guilty. It's like, I just spent 30 minutes. I told myself I didn't have time to pick up this book I'm reading, but I just spent 30 minutes you know, flipping through my uh, mm. my feeds, following pointless headlines and, <laughs> you know, or, or stupid uh, Instagram posts that make me laugh or whatever it is, you know. Right, but right. but I think the point the point is is that we can be really tripped up and ensnared by these little things that, you know, they do deaden our soul in lots of ways and they make us weak and, and we, we, we lose a sense of self-mastery and we don't feel good about ourselves. Mm. You know, we can, and, and in our world today, I think we can be just overrun and inundated by the swarm of, of little fails like this. Mm. You know, it doesn't even have to be big things. Like, right. you know, people say, well, I'm a pretty good person. You know, I don't murder anybody. You know, I'm not, you know, committing adultery. It's like, you know, no, you're just wasting your life away one second at a time. Sure. You know, but. Well, th- okay, so that that makes me think of at least three things. One is. You know, I I think uh, a lot of times my tendency will be to, like, I'm going to will myself, right, in my own mind to to do this thing, to overcome that temptation, right? And almost almost every single time, um, it's it's an epic failure, right? So it's it's not something that I necessarily have within me the power to do that you know and and i i realize that and i can say it that it's it's the power of the holy spirit it's god's you know like in me that that can help me to overcome that you know so it's it's like that whole scott lieb is gonna scott lieb is gonna do this you know because he's a man he can he can make these you know like uh make himself uh who he wants himself to be and the, you know, and the reality is that it, it, that's it's so silly, like over and over again. I, I suck at that. That's one. The second thing is, you know, like I think the tendency sometimes for, for me was like and we, you know, maybe you can t- like talk about this a little bit. But this idea of like, OK, because I'm 
because I have this maybe uh, moral sort of like, uh, what do I want to say? Like I'm not strong morally. I'm going to overcompensate that by like physical strength. You know, I'm going to go and work out and I'm going to, I'm going to sort of perfect myself in other ways. And maybe that'll help me. Like maybe that'll, maybe that'll be the thing that fixes me. And, um, which I've done. Like I, I constantly like go through these things like, yeah, just going to an extreme in some other area to kind of help, uh, pick up the slack in the area that stinks. And, I can't remember what the third thing was, but <laughs> so <laughs> it's elaborating too much on the first two points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, a couple of things I would say is just I, I think where you're going with this is that I, I think the I want to come back to this point that the more we try to conquer the small things, the the more we recognize mm-hmm. our how weak we are, and how much we we self reliance is not really an anecdote or a solution to the problems that we face in these areas. Um, it, it, and it's hard, but there's a lot of freedom in realizing that by, by a constant turning towards grace, towards the Holy Spirit, towards Christ, or you know, towards our relationship with God just in general, and relying on that, it's not that it's a substitute. It's not like I'm not making those decisions when I do the right thing. But I'm making those decisions with the help of the grace that God gives me, which is enough for me to be able to make the right decision and continue to grow into a stronger, you know, more more grounded, more integrated, self-aware, self-determining type of person to become master of my own ship, but not mm-hmm. master by my own strength, master by my own abilities, but in, in collaboration with the grace of God that that helps me. And 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 I think God wants us to realize how much we need him and 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 how free we can feel when we turn him for all the just all these little things. Yeah. You know, like just moment to moment to moment, we're always just leaning into that grace and asking the Lord to help us. Um, you know, and and I think that I, I do want to say, you know, the Lord says at one point in the gospels, you know, those who are who are faithful in small things will be entrusted with greater things. And I think the small things that we're entrusted with is, you know, I mean, we, we can literally want to transform the world and uh, but can't say no to a bag of potato chips. Um, you know, we want to fix this and solve that and do all these big ambitious things, but we, 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 we can't take the first step towards, towards uh, you know, having a certain mastery over very yeah. small, trivial things. And so I think the Lord's wisdom here is, is if we're if we're good stewards of these little things, learning how to rely on His grace, then it's much easier for God to entrust us with greater responsibilities, because we don't get in our own way. You know, and I and I think part of what what we were talking about earlier is that you know, like you know, as you you meet people out there in the world, it's like everybody's kind of just a big mess. Yeah, everybody's a wreck. And and everybody's every, everybody's yeah right. I mean, <laughs> in, of course, including yeah, ourselves. Right. But we're just constantly interacting with people out of our brokenness, out of our woundedness, out of all of our dysfunction. And 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 if we would spend time, if all people would spend more time, uh, handing over all of that to God and just asking for God's grace, things would just go a lot. Yeah. Smoother, yeah. Like literally, the beer garden would be a much more edifying experience if everybody was there drinking beer together from a place of wholeness, a place of yeah. healing, a place of because it's not it's not an either or situation. It's not that God doesn't want us to have a good time in the beer garden, sure. or He doesn't want us to enjoy right carby foods and and have a good time and to feast like that. But He He wants us to do it with the greatest degree of freedom possible yeah. to us, yeah. and we need his grace to do that. Okay. So it's funny because as you're saying that, you know, like the, we used to call beer liquid cope, you know, and so you you drank to sort of, you know, to sort of bury or to mask the uh, yeah, the things just to make life easier. Take the edge off. Take the edge off. And um, so it's it's funny because 
and and I you know yeah admittedly sometimes I, I I still get into that mode, and I think in some of the conversations that I had, uh, you can sense that you can sense that in other people, and I think it's it's just common. I think the beauty of um, is being aware of that, you know, for me, like knowing that, first of all, that's like half the battle is just knowing that, that, that why I do what I do. Right. And there's a lot of self, there's a, a lot of self mercy in that. Like I don't have to, I, you know, I don't have expectations of perfection for myself, but I know that I know where I need to work on things and be aware. And, and I think sometimes, you know, like, it just there's a lot of there was a great uh animated series on netflix where the main character when his kid would experience trauma of any kind he would always be like you shove it down billy you just shove it down that's what we do that's what our family does we shove it down and i know that there was a lot about that in myself of like just avoidance of things like, you know, hard things, hard things or yeah, like things that things that you wanted to avoid that you would drink to avoid. You would, you know, whatever, but you would you would avoid it and you would shove it down. And what I've experienced in my own life is an incredible freedom in a weird way. Whenever I go, whenever I go into those places where I would want to shove it down and I actually share that with other people, you know, share that with the Lord, but also sharing that with other people, like let like having people understand, I don't have it all put together, you know, like, and, um, and that's okay. And what I need is accountability, you know, like I need people to be to, you know, to help call me out whenever I need called out or to sort of encourage me or to affirm me whenever, you know, that kind of a that kind of a thing. So, you know, I, yeah, like there was a lot of that experience of like just, um, yeah, wanting people, I, I think I want people to understand through my own story and through my own sharing um, of the freedom of, of letting go, you know, like of, of just knowing, just knowing what, whatever that is in somebody's life, whether it is like uh, materialism, like I buy stuff to, to help mask some kind of insecurity that I have or or I didn't you know like whatever it might be um it's easy to get by in life right and to constantly uh think that you're you're doing okay because you don't have a lot of hardship or because you're avoiding hardship by doing all of these things that bring you know pleasure which makes you think well, I must be doing okay in life and the truth is, like, for a long time I was like that. And the more I, the more I stopped shoving things down and the more that I stopped trying to mask things through indulging, and uh, the more freedom I experience. And it's, you know, I, like, I desire that for people. So I had this weird, like, double-edged sword thing going on in the beer tent where I'm, you know, I'm, like, talking about freedom, trying to talk to, about freedom to some people Meanwhile, I'm like burying something with I don't know what. <laughs> well, it's like I, a hot mess in there. I think you've said something I think that's really important that we should highlight and pull out, and that is is that I think sometimes when we're trying to conquer and elicit kind of like an indulgence, we put our attention on the desire that we have and trying to suppress that desire rather than you called it liquid cope. You know, like that's what alcohol was for you in your in your community. Um, it's kind of funny that you put it that way, but it is. It's a coping mechanism. The pleasure becomes a mask or a coping mechanism for the deeper issue. And, and so the question is, is what do you do with the deeper issue? Mm. The, 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 whether, it's, whether it's just fear, anxiety, fatigue, um, disappointment, you know, whatever it is, there's, there's something negative going on under there that you're, you're trying not to deal with by, by focusing on the pleasure uh, thing. But so how do you like how would you describe what you do with that negative thing now? Like what's different rather than focusing on trying to suppress an illicit appetite, like a lustful desire for something, you're you're sound like you're you're suggesting that you got to drill deeper yeah. into the, the place that's agitated and unsettled in yourself 
okay, so what do you do with that? Like, what do you, how are you dealing with that place differently than before? Yeah. Well, again, I would say that, um, like previously, it would be a snowball effect, you know, in, in my life. And I think it's because I had this, I had this expectation f- for, for myself. And it, it probably, I'm, I'm certain that it didn't really come from God, but it was a, a, almost like an expectation of perfection. You know, like, well, I'm, you know, I know that I need to do this or make these decisions, do these right things. And whenever I would fall off the wagon, so to speak, it would just sort of snowball. It would be this like, because it's what you said earlier, I think there was an ungodly self-reliance, you know, like as if me, Scott, was going to be, I'm, I'm like the end game. Like I'm, I'm going to control it all. I'm going to have, have everything in order. And, um, and so I think that, uh, the way I deal with kind of that stuff now is whenever I do go into a situation and again, like it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's a, some battles are won, some battles are lost. And I find that the battles that are won are, Whenever I go in uh, with, you know, I guess I would say the mind of Christ, like whenever I'm going into a situation where even if I've spent a little bit of time, like just with the Lord, like, you know, praying about like simple things like help my conversations to be fruitful or help me to like reflect you to other people. um, Things always go better. Whenever I go in without, you know, it's it's literally like putting on the armor of of Jesus. You know, like whenever I go in without that, it's way more of a struggle. And more often than not, I screw it all up. So so that's in the moment. Like in the moment, you you know, your simple solution is is to turn to God, pray for the grace sure. to step into that situation and come out the other side of it the way you you really would want to in imitation of trying to live in that elevated center place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But how do you, like, more as a life project, broadly speaking, you know, sort of day-to-day, week-to-week, what are you doing about the the negative, the more agitated, more wounded, more broken places in yourself out of which those temptations to indulge come from? Like, what are you doing— like, yeah. Like, what do you do for that? Um, well, or what do you think one ought to do? Yeah. No, for me personally, it is. Um, it's having it's having people like having other people in my life. Um, like I have a great, just have a, a, a you, um, Joe. You know, like other other people in my life that we can talk about these things. We can talk through these things that are sources of. Uh, sources of temptation or sources of struggle or frustration in, in myself and be able to hear somebody else's perspective or, you know, and more often than not, the well, all the time, you guys are people who, uh, faithful people, you know, like these are people who also are pursuing the same things, people who want to live a life in that elevated center, who want to experience the fullness of life that, that Jesus talks about, like the freedom and not feel like, you know, so I appreciate the, the community of people that I have around myself um, to do that. And then there are, so let me just, yeah. So as, as men, what you're saying is we, we need other brothers oh, in the faith. Yeah. To, yeah. To which is, okay. That's right. Important. Which is so antithetical to the, the, the kind of like shove it down yeah. sort of mentality. The Marlboro is, man, cowboy yeah, who yeah, it's like do you it just, all. You just pretend like that doesn't exist yeah. and life will go on as normal. And more often than not, what I've seen in my own life and with other people that I've kind of walked on this journey with is that it finds its way to the surface somehow. Like that buried stuff will most definitely find its way. And more often than not, it's also in really bad ways. It's like, you know, how you react to people, how these people treat other people, how, you know, it. yeah, it's just... Uh, so. Kind of reminds me of uh, soldiers who get shrapnel 
in their skin and then it heals over that and then eventually your body works it out to the surface and then <laughs> suddenly it's yeah. like this piece of shrapnel comes out of your yeah, skin. Yeah. That is the way, you know, those wounds, they will, they, we, we do, they will surface and they will be transmitted into the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. So then the other, the only other thing I would say that kind of like this, like big picture uh, de- dealing with these things or, or approaching these things is an increase in in my own personal prayer life like I- intentionally like not just mindlessly going through prayers or or sort of like squeezing squeezing prayer into my life but when i've successfully had a had a week or a day um where prayer is at the center of it you know kind of like kicks it off and ends it like um those are always always the best days always the, even if even if they're hard even if those days are filled with a lot of difficulty and hardship and temptation um they're always they're always the the day that i want to have like where i felt like i was in that center where i was um modeling to my kids or my wife or my in you know my work uh the way jesus would you know and it's like such a great the 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 contrast of feelings in those situations like just how i feel internally like those days of success are like ah i feel like tons of energy you know like just just like it was the best day yeah. in those days where i don't it's like i i'm i'm a like in a mess like i'm frustrated i'm angry i'm tense you know feel and like a loser yeah feel like a loser <laughs> right yeah right. i know i know how that feels <laughs> um yeah i um you know the only thing i would like I, I would agree with you wholeheartedly obviously but i it, it one other thing i would just add especially on that second thing is something i've been doing lately that's been really helpful to me is that and and you mentioned it earlier this growing in self-awareness and I, the way i describe it is like we we got to pay attention to what's going on inside of ourselves yeah and but at the same time so we can observe like i can observe things i'm like wow i, I got really triggered by that or suddenly, like I'm feeling this really strong temptation right now. It's like, what, what is going on? What I have found is in the past, I would try to figure that out. Like I'd try to analyze it. And what I, I'd always come up empty-handed or short. Mm. Because when all is said and done, I'm a bit of an enigma to myself. I don't, I don't un- if, I'm, if I'm honest, I don't really understand all the things that are moving inside of me. Like I just don't. I, sure. can, I can notice them. But I can't ultimately say why that's happening. So what I've been doing lately in my own prayer is I've been just asking Jesus, like, okay, I can see that this is happening. Like, why is that happening in me? What, what's going on there? Uh, and, and I just kind of sit quietly, sometimes for days, weeks, just asking. Like, can you just, like, I don't understand why I'm having this reaction. And what I'm finding is that the Lord's showing me why I'm having the reaction. And it's oftentimes... It's like referred pain. Do you know what I mean? Like if you have a problem in one part of your back and you get this pain in your elbow and you think, oh, I have a problem in my elbow. And it's like, no, you, you have a problem in your shoulder, actually. Mm. You, you got a pinched <laughs> nerve. You can't relate to that, can you, Scott? Um, but, <laughs> Terrible. You know, but we have spiritual and moral referred issues. Yeah. Referred, I don't know if referred pain is the right term. But like if I'm getting, if I'm getting tempted over here, is probably related to something over here, and I'm not seeing the connection between these two things. Mm. So while I'm distracted trying to suppress the illicit uh, temptation I have, the devil's actually loving that because I- I'm not actually getting at the root issue. Mm. But the Lord has this way of saying, no, 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 it's, it's over here. And it's like, well, I don't see the connection between these two things, Lord. That's what I've been saying. Like, mm. But I trust you, so let's deal with this thing over here. And I've been, I've been bringing, you know, inviting him to go into that place and say, well, I need healing from that, or I need, like, I need to be released from that or liberated from that. It could be a memory. It could be just a stress, a thing I'm fixating on. It could be any number of things. Yeah. And what I find is when I do that, then suddenly I'm not dealing with this other thing over here anymore. And when I start dealing with this thing, you know, like, for example, I mean, just to be perfectly explicit about it, most of the time, if I feel a sexual temptation, it's because I'm dealing with an emotional insecurity 
that has to do with feeling emotionally disconnected and abandoned, mm-hmm. you know, which could be triggered by any number of experiences of rejection. And it has nothing, it's really, it has nothing to do with sex at all. Yeah, yeah. Zero. Right. It has to do with just, you know, this little, you know, wound that festers every once in a while or it gets agitated. And so I just have to say, Lord, you know, like, help me, you know, help me here, heal me here. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden this thing over there on the other side, if you could see me right now, you'd see my <laughs> hands are going back and forth. But this thing over here it is not an issue anymore. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, allowing the Lord, first of all, becoming self-aware and paying attention to what's going on inside of ourselves and seeing the patterns that emerge, and then asking God in our prayer to deal with the actual thing, where the root of the problem is, and stop obsessing about where it's being referred in our life. Mm. Way more effective way I have found to deal with some of these things. And usually there's just a, there's a wound somewhere that's, that's being deferred to a pleasure center in, yeah. in my brain. That makes perfect and, and, sense. And I want to I just anesthetize myself through the pleasure rather than lance the abscess, so to speak, and let it drain. That's good. So is that, that a good place to end? Should we oh end there? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Just chew on that. <laughs> oh, what, the abscess? That sounds gross, man. All right. So, well, that good. That's yeah. a great topic. Thanks for, you know, thanks for just being so uh, honest and vulnerable. I mean, I know you are when you and I are talking privately, but to yeah, record I'm all done. that's good. I'm done shoving it down. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. you know, we have to be... <laughs> I think we have to be honest to, to make forward progress, yeah. for sure. Now, I realize it's the end of this podcast, and, you know, I always feel like we're supposed to do this thing at the end where we're supposed to say, yeah, hey, so you know, if you like this podcast, subscribe and like us and it's so share it with your organic friends. organic and natural. Am I supposed to do that? Yeah, yeah, because, uh, well, yeah, I mean, yes, we should. Okay, we just did. Uh, yeah, uh, well, so uh, make sure you share this podcast with all of your friends and family and um, uh, what else? And, and like us. And like and us. And like yeah. us because we need to be liked. <laughs> oh, yeah, get to that wound anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Okay. Talk to you later. All right. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. The Wise Guys Podcast is a production of Preambule Group. Catholic ministry dedicated to helping you thrive in the heart of Jesus. Visit us on the web at preambula.org and follow us on social media.